Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Today is September 16th, 2021, and our first story, China is threatening to send warships into U.S. territory after the U.S., U.K., and Australia have announced a new defensive pact, which threatens China. This pact would see Australia developing its first nuclear submarine as tensions escalate in the region. In our next story, celebrity Nicki Minaj calls out the White House for lying, calls out the press for lying, and stands up against vaccine mandates, saying the U.S. is starting to become like communist China. And in our last story, a landlord has said his tenants must get vaccinated or face eviction. Los Angeles has announced new vaccine mandates for public accommodation, and mandates continue to spread across the country. The collapse and the escalation is upon us. If you like the show, give us a good review. Give us five stars. And most importantly, tell your friends about the show if you really like it, because word of mouth is the most powerful way to help a podcast grow. Now, let's get into that first story. China has threatened to send warships into U.S. territory after the unveiling of a U.S.-U.K.-Australia defensive pact. As part of the new security agreement, the U.S. and the U.K. will be assisting Australia in the acquisition of nuclear submarines, which would give them better capabilities at defeating Chinese submarine power. Now, often the U.S. will send strike groups or naval vessels into the South China Sea to assert that it is international territory that China does not have authority over. China is claiming the South China Sea as their own, often sinking fishing vessels. So their argument is thus. It's our territory. And when you send ships into our territory, citing international law, we can cite the same law and go into your territory, which is an extreme provocation. China does not have claim over the South China Sea. There are other countries involved. There's Taiwan. There's Vietnam. There's Japan. All of these and, and the Philippines and Indonesia, all of these countries in the region are saying no to this. As for Hawaii and Alaska and the Caribbean, I mean, that's for now, I mean, at least right now, overtly U.S. territory. China is getting emboldened. They recently were seen off the coast of Alaska, almost entering into U.S. territory. Many people were shocked by this. And it comes at probably one of the worst moments when the U.S. is dealing with a scandal 
in which the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff gave advanced warning of U.S. military intentions and pledged to warn them in the event we would attack them. And now you can see the ramifications. This is what we've been warning about as to why what Mark Milley did, General Mark Milley, was wrong throughout the past several years and longer. China has been asserting sovereignty over the South China Sea, and the U.S. seeking to defend its allies, notably Taiwan, pushed back saying no. Now, it was reported that China was scared the U.S. would attack them, and rightly so. The U.S. has been saying in no uncertain terms, if you invade Taiwan, if you press upon us, we will defend our allies. And thus, China was worried the actions we're taking could lead to a U.S. kinetic confrontation, meaning war. Mark Milley called them and said it won't happen. And what do we see next? China begins encroaching on U.S. territory, knowing that not only do we have no intention of striking against them, we're going to allow them to do, allow them to do whatever they want. But even if we were, they would get a warning first with Mark Milley still as it, it, as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs working with Joe Biden. What does this mean? China will press as hard as they want, knowing they need only wait for the phone call from Mark Milley saying, OK, now you've gone too far and we're preparing to attack. And they'll say, OK, that's the line. But until that happens, China is comfortable in pressing even into U.S. territory or threatening to do so. Something that needs to be taken very seriously, especially now as Taiwan is bolstering its military budget because they're concerned China will invade. And what has China said? They will invade. Now, questions remain about the chain of command, whether or not Mark Milley had the right to do what he did. But many people in the Trump administration have now come out and said he broke the chain of command and he should resign. Trump went so far as to say he's a madman, that he's insane. And you know what? Mark Milley has lost his mind. Some people have argued it's normal, as you hear in the mainstream media, it's normal for a general to inform our, our military counterparts of our intent. Just think about that for two seconds. China says they're going to sail into Hawaii and to Alaska and to the Caribbean because they know right now we won't attack them. And that's the only thing we did have. We don't want to attack China. We don't want to get into a war. But China was worried that if they pushed us too hard, a war would start. Now they know they have carte blanche. At the very least, they'll be warned. Let's read this story and see what's going on with this new defensive pact. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to get access to exclusive segments from the TimCast IRL podcast, as well as an ad-free experience as you peruse our wonderful news stories, keeping you better informed, and you uh, support our journalists. Your membership allows us to make more content, hire more people, and we are doing so. We have like five shows being produced right now, and I'm telling everybody, slow down one at a time, one at a time. But we're planning on having our own subscription streaming service. That's where we're going to get to. So when you become a member for 10 bucks, hopefully within a year, you'll have access to like 10 or more different shows and we'll keep making more. That's that's what we want to do with your support. But don't forget, like this video, hit that like button, subscribe to this channel and take the URL right now, post it on social media, share this show with your friends. If everybody who watched shared this video, we would be bigger than the mainstream media overnight. Let's read the news from the Daily Mail. China threatens to sail its navy into Hawaiian waters as U.S. and Australia announced defense pact days after flotilla of four Chinese vessels sailed past Alaska. But China didn't just say Hawaii. They actually said the, the Caribbean as well. 
China today threatened to send its navy into Hawaiian waters in the latest round of saber rattling in the Pacific after Australia, the US and Britain announced a new naval alliance in the region. Four Chinese vessels have already been spotted sailing off the coast of Alaska this week in a display of naval power amid increasing tensions as a global nuclear submarine pact was signed to, uh, to take on Beijing. A Chinese guided missile cruiser, guided missile destroyer, general intelligence vessel, and an auxiliary vessel were spotted off the coast of Alaska's Aleutian Islands during surveillance operations in the Bering Sea. The provocation came as China's state-run newspaper threatened to send warships to Hawaii and Guam in response to U.S. moves in the South China Sea. Here you can see photos from the U.S. Coast Guard. Four Chinese vessels sailed off the coast of Alaska in a display of naval power amid increasing tensions. A guided missile cruiser, they mentioned the vessels, you can see it right here. The Global Times editor-in-chief Hu Shijin tweeted, hopefully when Chinese warships pass through the Caribbean, the Caribbean Sea, or show up near Hawaii or Guam, one day, the U.S. will uphold the same standard of freedom of navigation. That day will come soon. The U.S. Navy responded to the tweet, saying they have upheld the standards of freedom of navigation longer than the PLA PLA Navy has existed. They also pointed out that Chinese spy ships have frequently sailed past Hawaii and Guam in recent years. They say, the U.S. Navy sails around the world in accordance with international law. All countries benefit from freedom of navigation in accordance with international law. Unfortunately, not all who benefit from freedom of navigation would extend that same freedom to others. While the Chinese ships that sailed in the Beijing Sea near Alaska were close to U.S. waters, they followed international laws, U.S. officials said. The four warships, believed to include the 055 Nanchang destroyer, were shadowed by the U.S. Coast Guard cutters Berthold and Kimball, which were shown in a series of images released on Monday of the incident. The Berthold crew made radio contact with the Chinese flotilla, which sailed 46 miles from the coast and said all interactions were consistent with international standards. Guard Pacific Area Commander Vice Admiral Michael McAllister said in a statement, security in the Bering Sea and the Arctic is homeland security. The U.S. Coast Guard is continuously present in this important region to uphold American interests and protect U.S. economic prosperity. The state-run Global Times cited Chinese analysts saying the move could be a countermeasure against U.S. military provocations on China's doorstep in the name of freedom of navigation. They go on to say, The escalating tensions come amid a war of words over a new nuclear submarine pact between the UK, US and Australia aimed at combating China, with Beijing denouncing their Cold War mentality. The new alliance called AUKUS, A-U-K-U-S, will see the US and UK cooperate to build Australia's first ever nuclear submarine fleet, which will comprise at least eight vessels. The trio will also share other military technologies, such as artificial intelligence, cyber defense, quantum computing, and long-range strike capabilities. Now, that story is coming to us from CNBC. Apparently, France is upset about this because they're like, yo, why weren't we involved? We wanted to get a multi-billion dollar contract to build nuclear submarines. Yo, what up? And apparently, Biden was like, hey, we gave you an opportunity. We'll, we'll get to that thing about you know France, I suppose. I don't think it's the biggest story in, 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 as it pertains to what's going on with China. But I can say right now that Thucydides' trap is a real thing. And there is serious concern about Chinese encroachment in the Pacific as they build more military bases, as they try and lay claim, as they do lay claim to the South China Sea and threaten to invade Taiwan. The U.S. and the U.K. are now going to be working with Australia to counter Chinese military power. 
CNBC reports a new security partnership between the US, Australia and UK seeks to strengthen stability in the Indo-Pacific region as China expands its military might and influence. President Joe Biden announced the formation of a new security partnership between the US, Australia, UK that seeks to strengthen the ability in the Indo-Pacific region as China expands its military might and influence. Prime Minister Scott Morrison of Australia and Boris Johnson of the US, I'm sorry, Boris Johnson of the UK, joined Biden virtually for the announcement of the partnership. Quote, today, we're taking another historic step to deepen and formalize cooperation among all three of our nations, because we all recognize the imperative of ensuring peace and stability in the Indo-Pacific over the long term, Biden said from the East Room of the White House. This is about investing in our greatest, greatest source of strength, our alliances. This initiative is about making sure that each of us has the most modern capabilities we need to maneuver and defend against rapidly evolving threats. The formation of the trio comes as the U.S. and U.K. and their 20-year military involvement in Afghanistan, a decision Biden had said will allow the U.S. to focus on emerging threats from Russia and China. Now, I want to pause real quick and mention there was an earlier report, I believe it was from Military.com that I, I had covered, where we saw the Pentagon basically saying we weren't going to buy any more desert weapons. And we were going to be buying more naval weapons, specifically for use in the Pacific. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. The fact that we are bolstering our security and military strength in the Pacific is not new information. So, of course, China will be threatened by this. And this is why the situation with Mark Milley is so dire. In October of 2020, before the election even happened, Mark Milley contacted China to assure them of our military's intentions, meaning the things you are doing, pressing upon with Chinese spy vessels, pushing on the South China Sea. It's A-OK -okay in my book. That's a worrying thought. And now we're seeing the ramifications of that. But let's read more. They say the UK and uh, US will assist Canberra in acquiring nuclear powered submarines, which will allow Australia's Navy to help counter Chinese nuclear powered vessels in the region. Quote, this will give Australia the capability for their submarines to basically deploy for longer periods. They're quieter. They're much more capable. They will allow us to sustain and improve deterrence uh, and to improve deterrence across the Indo-Pacific. A senior administration official who spoke on the condition of anonymity said ahead of the president's remarks. 
What we're seeing in the Indo-Pacific region is a set of circumstances where capabilities are more advanced. This allows Australia to play at a much higher level and to augment American capabilities. The US, Australia and UK also plan to deepen technology sharing across emerging security arenas like cyber, artificial intelligence and quantum technologies. The three countries alongside Canada and New Zealand already share extensive intelligence through the Five Eyes Alliance. The administration official downplayed the notion that the new security partnership sought to send a message specifically to China. I do want to just underscore very clearly, this partnership is not aimed uh, aimed or about any one country. It's about advancing our strategic interests, upholding the international rules-based order, and promoting peace and stability in the Indo-Pacific. Yet the announcement of the security partnership focused on the South Pacific Indian region, uh, yet the announcement of the partnership focused on the South Pacific Indian region at it, uh, comes as Biden attempts to reframe the U.S. approach to the Chinese government in the wake of the Trump administration's trade war. Biden, who spoke to the Chinese president, Xi Jinping, last week, had previously said that his approach to China would be different from his predecessors in that he would work more closely with allies in order to mount pushback against Beijing. The Pentagon is also moving to contend with the rapid expansion of China's military. Earlier this year, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin directed the Pentagon to place China and its military buildup at the center of American defense policy. This directive from the secretary is ultimately about getting the, the department's house in order and ensuring that the department lives up to, this, to the stated prioritization of China as the number one pacing challenge, a senior defense official who spoke on the condition of anonymity said in June. Take that into consider, consideration, my friends, that the U.S. is saying this is our number one priority. Why then the whole Mark Milley fiasco? I don't know. A viral video shows Mark Milley in 2015 saying China is not an enemy. Yet right now we are seeing our executive branch say they're basically our number one threat and challenge, and we are preparing our military for conflict with them. Why then would Milley make these phone calls and seek to subvert Donald Trump? We can see the ramifications as I've stated now several times. But take a look at this. The bigger threat, in my opinion, from this, this story is just from the other day. Taiwan drills military as concerns over China grow. China wants to take back Taiwan. If they do, you will see a technology shortage the likes of which you would you would not expect. Right now, it's hard to get cars. The price of used cars is going up dramatically because of a computer chip shortage, because Taiwan is Silicon Valley West or East. <laughs> I don't know which one. It's technically in the Eastern. So yeah, you get the point. If China takes Taiwan, then we're going to have a serious shortage of computer components. Now, there have been attempts, uh, attempts in the Congress to allocate funding towards computer chip development here in the U.S. that seem to be fruitless. We'll see how things go. A lot of people are not confident the U.S. can pull it off. So if China does take Taiwan, you think the shortages are bad now. Wait till China has control over this level of technology. PBS reports the F-16 screeched across the sky Wednesday before landing on a highway cut through uh, a highway cut through pineapple fields in southwestern Taiwan to refuel quickly and take off again. The Taiwanese military exercise envisioned a Chinese attack taking out the island's main airfields, necessitating the use of rural roads as runways to carry on the fight. War is not imminent, but as China has grown increasingly assertive in both the East in, in the East China and South China Seas, Taiwan is stepping up its defense. Across the region, the U.S. and its allies are deepening military cooperation and strategizing over an effective response. China, 
which claims Taiwan as part of its territory, flies fighter jets toward Taiwan on a regular basis in an effort to warn and intimidate the island's air force. Last month, Chinese fighter jets, anti-submarine aircraft, and combat ships conducted joint assault drills near Taiwan, with China saying the exercise was necessary to safeguard its sovereignty. U.S. President Biden on Tuesday announced a meeting next week with key regional players that form the so-called Quad, India, Australia, and Japan together with the U.S., For in-person talks, the White House said, are meant to show the administration's commitment to promoting a free and open Indo-Pacific. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhao Lijian slammed the U.S. for forming exclusive cliques after the meeting was announced and countered that China was a firm defender of the regional peace and stability. China's development is a growing force for peace in the world and a boon to the prosperity and development of the region. The country's concern should abandon the outdated zero-sum mentality and narrow-minded geopolitical thinking. Japan, a U.S. ally that hosts the U.S. the U.S. Navy's 7th Fleet, has long moved cautiously with regard to China, an important trading partner. But it has recently become less reserved in the face of Beijing's growing military activity and broad territorial claims in the Western Pacific, including to a group of islands near Taiwan that Japan controls. Masahisa Sato, a senior lawmaker of the governing Liberal Democratic Party and an expert on defense, told a recent forum on security in Asia that right now the U.S.-Japan alliance is focused largely on a response to a possible conflict stemming from the Korean peninsula, and it needs to be broadened to consider what to do if there is a Chinese attack on Taiwan. He noted that the Sakashima Island Group, which includes Sakishima, which includes some of Okinawa's remote islands, is right next to Taiwan and is part of the same theater. We should consider a Taiwan contingency as nearly equal to a Japan contingency. All three candidates running on September 29th to become Japan's new leader are proposing hawkish policies towards China, though still acknowledging its importance as a trading partner. Taro Kono, the minister in charge of vaccinations who is seen as a frontrunner, has said he will seek to establish a regional framework that adds to Japan's alliance with the U.S. in countering China's growing military activity. Taiwan plans uh, a $9 billion boost to arms spending warns of severe threat. Okay. For those that are interested in all of that stuff, I think it's become clear that conflict is escalating in the region. And as much as everyone might say they don't want war and don't expect it, it's clear that the direction we're heading in is war. With the U.S. Uh, setting up meetings with the U.S., India, etc., and with the U.S., U.K., Australian Defense Pact, the pieces are being lined up. The alliances are being formed. It's quite possible that we are forced into this situation. Why then the Milley fiasco? From the Daily Mail, Milley is a complete nut job. Trump tears into Joint Chiefs chairman and says the only reason Biden won't fire him is because he knows his dirty secrets about Afghanistan withdrawal. Why did they withdraw from Afghanistan in the way they did? I can understand withdrawing from Afghanistan and doing so in a way that would help maintain the Afghan security forces and the, the government of Afghanistan. Yet they left in such a way that made it impossible for the, Afghan, uh, the, the government of Afghanistan to, to maintain itself, leaving Bagram Air Force Base in the middle of the night without informing the, the Afghan army, allowed civilian looters to come in and take it over. Why do that? China is now apparently negotiating with the Taliban, planning on getting access to all of these natural resources in Afghanistan. It would seem that Joe Biden bent the knee. Now, maybe that's a bit too bold to say. You know, maybe he's just completely incompetent, never attribute to malice that which can be explained by incompetence. 
But I got to say, I don't know what their plan is. Could it be a distraction? Get China to try and rush into Afghanistan in a place they know they won't be able to hold and they would lose? That way, when it comes to Pacific Theater and Taiwan, they're distracted and their military is split. Or maybe the U.S. is just falling. That's it. Now, I'm not, I don't know. I, I would say Millie's a nut job for all the woke stuff and everything we've seen so far. There's a lot of classi- classified things I don't know about. But I'll tell you where it does get serious. Fox News. Trump acting defense secretary Miller says he did not authorize Millie China calls, says he should resign. Christopher Miller called the reported calls an unprecedented act of insubordination. Former acting secretary of defense Christopher Miller, who led the Pentagon from the period of the 2020 election through inauguration day, said he did not and would not ever authorize chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley to have secret calls with his Chinese counterpart, describing the allegations as a disgraceful and unprecedented act of insubordination. They're not accusations. Milley has admitted to them and defended them. In a statement to Fox News, Miller said that the U.S. armed forces from its inception has operated under the inviolable principle of civilian control of the military. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is the highest ranking military officer whose sole role is providing military specific advice to the president and by law is prohibited from exercising executive authority to command forces. The chain of command runs from the president to the secretary of of defense, not through the chairman. Miller went on to reference the allegations, which are included in the book Peril. The book claims Milley contacted Lee. So so we know these accusations. For those those that aren't familiar, the quick recap is that in October, General Milley contacted China's uh, military to say that we wouldn't attack them, which is effectively saying all of our sable rattling, all of our ships in the region, we're not going to attack you. It's fine. I believe this undermined U.S. military strategy because now China's just doing whatever they want. They say Fox News spoke with multiple individuals who were in the room during the the two phone calls Milley had with Lee. The calls in October were coordinated with then Defense Secretary Mark Esper's office. They were not secret. A U.S. official told Fox News about the calls, which took place over video teleconference. That would be good news. And we don't just blindly trust Bob Woodward or our Costa over here. So it may be exaggerations. Fox News has learned there were about 15 people present for the calls. Sources told Fox News that there were multiple note takers present and said the calls were both conducted with full knowledge of then Defense Defense Secretary Mark Esper and then acting Defense Secretary Christopher uh, Chris Miller, something Miller denied. There's the important point. Anonymous source saying it's not true. Miller on record saying that's not true. I'll take the on record statement. Sorry, you want to come out and claim something's not true? Come out and put your name on it. If the reporting in Woodward's book is accurate, it represents a disgraceful and unprecedented act of insubordination by the nation's top military officer, Miller said, adding that if the story of Milley's historic outbursts and unsanctioned anti-constitutional involvement in foreign policy proved true, he must resign immediately or be fired by the Secretary of Defense to guarantee the sanctity of the officer corps. Pursuit of partisan politics and individual self-interests are a violation of an officer's sacred duty and have no place in the United States military, Miller said adding that a lesser ranking officer accused of such behavior would immediately be relieved of duty pending a thorough and independent investigation. As Secretary of Defense, I did not and would not ever authorize such conduct. Miller went on to explain that the reason he agreed to serve as former President Trump's Secretary of Defense was because of his commitment to our service members, veterans and their families, and his focus on ending our involvement in overseas operations that lack strategic coherence. Any accusation 
that President Trump was intent on starting a war with China are completely unfounded. Trump absolutely believed and advocated for a more aggressive approach to China, but he was elected to end our nation's wars, not start new ones. I was proud to play a small role in achieving those goals. Let's slow down for a minute. Mark Milley, in my opinion, is lying. And so are these other people. According to multiple reports, Milley was contacted by Pelosi to try and subvert the chain of command. Now, it was initially reported that didn't happen. But in this new book, they say Milley convened a secret meeting at the Pentagon of senior officers and told them, if any order comes down, you bring it to me. Which, according to these statements, would break the chain of command. Which, according to Vindman, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, I believe Lieutenant Colonel, who ignited the impeachment against Trump, would be a breach of the chain of command and would be usurping civilian authority. That happened. And now, I mean, just look where we are. I mean, the law governing the Joint Chiefs of Staff specifically forbids the chairman from exercising any operational command authority. But we're here. This guy is still still working. Joe Biden says he has complete confidence. I mean, this is absolutely crazy, especially when Trump says he didn't do it. But let's let's be real. Trump didn't start any wars. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So why would Mark Milley or Pelosi think Trump would need to be, they would need to stop him from starting military action? Obama started wars. Look at Libya. It's a disaster. Look at Syria. Did anybody intervene to subvert the chain of command to stop Obama? Obama killed American citizens. Where are all these limousine liberals and establishment leftists? Shills. Grifters. They don't care. Donald Trump did bad things. The missile strike on Syria, for instance, was a bad thing. The commando raids in Yemen, the drone strikes in Yemen, the arms deal to Saudi Arabia, all, in my opinion, bad things. But Trump didn't start a war. So I'll say those are bad things. I'll criticize him for it, but didn't start a war. What gives this man, Milley, the right to do this when no war had been started? And why didn't anyone stop Obama or Bush, for that matter? For Bush, they gave him authorization. Former chief of staff Cash Patel said the law governing the Joint Chiefs of Staff forbids the chairman from exercising any operational command authority. Congress put this in the statute because the U.S. military is to be led by a civilian, the commander in chief. Furthermore, by law, the national command authority goes from the president to the Secretary of Defense, to include anything relating to uh, relating troop deployments, operations in theater of war, and nuclear command. 
Patel added that if the calls with China are true, Milley has violated the law regarding operational authority. Calling a foreign counterpart and discussing operational capabilities against the enemy is literally treasonous, Patel said. The White House nor the Office of the Secretary of Defense authorized the chairman to conduct any calls with Chinese officials regarding operations. And Deputy Chief of Staff to the Department of Defense, to Department of Defense Joe Francescan, told Fox News that it was, quote, the policy at the time that there was no senior government engagement with China owing to their bad acts and efforts. Francescan added that it was the blanket policy at the time not to have high level engagement with China, Chinese on matters like this and added that Miller and his office were, were, quote, not told in advance of any calls to the Chinese specifically. At most, they were presented that Milley was calling foreign allies and partners to reassure them. But spokesman for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Colonel David Butler, is defending the allegations with uh, uh, defending allegations of secret calls, saying that they were vital to reducing tensions and avoiding unintended consequences or conflict, maintaining that the calls were coordinated with high-level defense officials. Butler said that Milley's calls with the Chinese and others in October and January were in keeping with the duties and responsibilities. Okay, I'm not going to, I'm not playing this. We've had too many people come out and say that's not the case. Butler added General Milley continues to act and advise within his authority in the lawful tradition of civilian control of the military and his oath to the Constitution. Nancy Pelosi called Milley and said subvert the office of the presidency. The New York Times claimed there were no commitments. It didn't happen. New reporting suggests that's not the case. New reporting suggests that Milley agreed with Pelosi that Trump had lost his mind, which I think is incorrect, and then convened a secret meeting at the Pentagon telling people that if Trump gave them any orders, they would bring it to him. That's not the chain of command. And Trump, is, as president, was allowed to give orders. Now, you can argue it's only a couple of weeks. You can argue that, sure, it was a military coup, but, you know, Biden ended up winning anyway. I don't care. China has taken these actions to heart, and they're now threatening to enter our territory. Spy ships do. But to send a, a, a destroyer warships to the, near the Aleutian Islands, putting pressure on us, it's a tit for tat you do not want to see the result of. The U.S. pushing on the South China Sea is not us invading Chinese territory. It's us making sure there's no claim to the territory by China because it's always been international territory. For China to say they're going to enter the, uh, the Caribbean, go to Hawaii or Guam or Alaska, is to say they will directly sail upon our shores. But, you know, in accordance with international law, is a, it, it's a threat against us. There's no reason for them to do it. The reason for us sailing in the South China Sea is to protect our allies, Taiwan, Viet, I mean, civilians in the area to keep the peace and maintain stability. China sending warships to our territory destabilizes the Pacific. And thanks to people like Mark Milley, the U.S. military is undermining this capacity. So my predictions, I think the U.S. is on the way out, my friends. I know it might sound terrible. You might be upset about it, but it seems like we're on the way out. What I mean by that is our military power our influence around the world, the idea that we can defend our allies. We can barely defend our own waters. So what do we do? Internal struggle. State to state struggle. Weakness seen internationally. No empire lasts forever. And America can't be the world police. It seems like China as a growing economic power will eventually take over as the global superpower, both militaristically and economically. And then perhaps we will encounter the ramifications of Thucydides' trap and war will break out. And the U.S. doesn't seem to be in a situation to defend its allies. 
maybe we can defend ourselves. Maybe maybe we'll be okay here in the U.S. But I don't think we want to get to that point where World War Three breaks out. However, I will say politically and internally, it could just be that the U.S. falls to such a degree. Doesn't matter in the first place. We might there might not be a World War Three because the U.S. will rip itself apart from within. Next segment is coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Not going to lie, did not think 2021 would bring us hero of liberty Nicki Minaj. But sure enough, she may be one of the most important people in the country right now, maybe even the world. Nicki Minaj has around 180 million followers between Twitter and Instagram. She was recently suspended on Twitter because she was speaking out against vaccine mandates. Nothing that she said, as far as I can tell, cross the line into suspension territory. But here we are. Now, this all started when Nikki tweeted about her cousin's friend whose balls got swollen from getting the vaccine. I'm not, uh, my understanding is that's not a side effect of, of the vaccine, but it's fine. If Nicki Minaj had an experience and was sharing it, welcome to the world of the internet. What we ended up getting was this press cycle making fun of her, lying about her, claiming that she, th- this was the main reason she won't get vaccinated. In, in one instance, I believe it on, on CNN, late night shows were, were smearing her. And it was all just an exaggeration. Now she has gone out on Instagram to her 160 million followers saying, essentially, that the U.S. is becoming like communist China. Bravo, Nicki Minaj. And, you know, I, I, I looked into a bit about Nicki and the things she's done in the past. And I got to say, I, I, this is on par with who Nicki Minaj is. There's a story from a while back where she canceled a show in Saudi Arabia because she thought that they were abusive, that they, they violated human rights and stuff like that. I think it's legit. And not only that. So we have this uh, we have this video clip. It's been recycled a million times. And here we go recycling it again. It's from Nicki Minaj's Instagram live on it. She says that she remembers being in China and being told you cannot speak out again. Yeah, because when they criticized China, they were like, yo, you can't do this. And here's the crazy thing. It seems like Nikki and and other people involved in her business and in her periphery were like, okay, I guess. But now she's here in America saying, yo, it's happening here. You can't even ask a question about what's going on. They come after you. They lie about you. She's right. And uh, I am grateful to Nicki Minaj for for waking people up, for being honest, for coming out and saying, you're not going to shut me up. Now, let me tell you where this gets really, really crazy. Nicki Minaj tweeted out that she was invited to the White House. And a lot of people were like, ah, well, there you go. So much for the bastion of free speech and and, and freedom of choice. They're going to bring her to the White House. They're going to give her the spiel. She's going to come out. She's going to say exactly what celebrities say. A lot of people thought that the invitation to the White House would be the end of freedom-loving Nicki Minaj. But they're wrong. You see, what happened was Nicki said, I'm not going. Why? Well, this goes back to the beginning of the story with Nicki. She said, someone tweeted at her, y'all haven't done a live appearance in a year. And she goes, I got a baby. I'm not traveling. Simple, right? Makes sense. She doesn't want to travel. She got a kid. She's got the luxury and the, and, and the, the choice to be there for her. Can I respect that? So then when it came to the Met Gala and everyone's like, you know, she's not at the Met Gala, she said they want people to be vaccinated. If I get vaccinated, it's not going to be for the Met Gala. Some people pointed out saying that 
you know, she's refusing to get vaccinated for the Met Gala. Even TimCast.com ran that headline. I talked to our editors and our team and I was like, I don't like that headline, you guys, you know, because it makes it seem like she skipped the Met Gala because she didn't get vaccinated. And the argument, the discussion was basically like, she said, I would not get vaccinated for the Met Gala. And that's what we're trying to highlight. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Still, I'm not happy with that, but it is what it is. I'm not, I don't try to be, uh, like, I understand the point. Like she did say, I would not get vaccinated for the Met Gala. But the important context, which was included in the article, was her saying, the reason I didn't go had nothing to do with the vaccine. It was because I didn't want to travel because of my baby. And I'm like, all right, I get it. I don't want, I don't want to be put in a position where I'm like, I'm going to defend Nicki Minaj having said she wouldn't get vaccinated for the Met Gala simply because I agree with her stance on liberty. And I like the fact that she's challenging mandates. So, okay, I didn't want it to be biased. And that's the best I could probably muster up. But you take a look at what's going on now with the White House invitation. Let me, let me, let me pull up the story. And I'm going to say it again. Nicki Minaj, amazing. Not really listened to a lot of her music. Probably heard it in passing or whatever. Don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm very much libertarian, little L libertarian, not like the party or anything like that. And if Nicki Minaj wants to make music, if she wants to do her thing, by all means. Like, I'm all about freedom and people living and let live and if people like her music and stuff. And you got to see, this is a person who's coming out and standing up on those same principles, defending them to 180 million people, that's a good thing. That being said, if Nicki Minaj puts out, you know, I don't know, garbage music or something nasty, I criticize it. I don't really pay attention all that much to what Nicki Minaj is doing. So I'm not saying that to be like, to disrespect her in any way. I'm like, I don't know. I don't follow her stuff. Check this out, though. The White House comes out and says, we never invited her. Now, this is crazy. So Nicki Minaj goes on Instagram. She goes on her live show and she's like, the White House is now claiming, you know, they called my people and said, come to the White House. And I said, can we do something over the phone or virtual? Because I don't want to travel because of my baby. And they said, sure, okay, we could do that. Then when she tweeted out, they invited me to the White House and she was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to wear all pink. Apparently the White House comes out and then says, we never invited her. We just wanted to call her on the phone. Man, that's crazy. It's crazy the amount of lies. But you know what? Let it be their downfall. Nicki Minaj, she's, she's not nobody. She's somebody. And, and she may not be the biggest political figure. She's not you know, her story might not be on par with like Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, betraying this country, not committing treason. That's a bit more technical, but warning China about our military plans. That's crazy. But this is American culture. And if more people like Nicki Minaj stand up and speak up, it's going to be it's, it's going to be over, over overnight in her Instagram live. This is, this is amazing stuff. Nicki says that 80 percent of these, these black celebrities, musicians you follow completely agree with her on all of this stuff, but are scared to speak out. You want to talk about big balls. You know who's got it? Figuratively, Nicki Minaj. She doesn't care. And I respect that. Check this out. Nicki Minaj hits back at Biden White House after it claims vaccine-related phone call not visit was offered. Earlier this week, Minaj faced a backlash after she wrote a tweet asserting that a friend of her cousin's became impotent from the vaccine. She said, she's, this is what she said. Do y'all think I would go on the internet and lie about being invited to the effing White House? Like what? Do you guys see what is happening right now? Minaj said in a 14 minute video post on Instagram. She claimed her manager and publicist were on a call with the White House in which administration officials said 
We'd like to offer Nikki an invitation to come to the White House to speak with Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy and Dr. Fauci. She said she told the White House officials she would rather not travel and suggested some kind of either public or private live video on social media. She went on to say it probably have to be public because it would not be it would be disingenuous if I told all my fans like, oh, I had a private conversation and now I'm going to I'm going to sell you on this vaccine. She wanted people to be able to hear that conversation. All of a sudden. Nope. And I think that's it. You see, here's what happens. I'm willing to bet in private they were going to say toe the line or else. But you can't say that publicly now, can you? So when Nicki Minaj is like, I'm questioning this, I want, I want people to pray on it, make the right choice for themselves. And then all of a sudden, the dam breaks and the media lies, lies, lies. And she starts saying, yo, they're lying about me. You can see exactly what the game is. I'm willing to bet the White House said, come on down to the White House. They want to get her in private and they want to say, stop saying this stuff. But she says, I can't do it. I got a baby. Why don't we do a live stream publicly that everyone can watch? And all of a sudden, we never, no, we didn't. We never invited her out. Maybe they'll do their, 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 their public live session. I don't know. But it wouldn't be as effective as getting some, one of these celebrities in private. The White House was open to doing a live session, she said, but never took a trip to 1600 Pennsylvania off the table. Earlier Wednesday, a White House official suggested the administration offered only a phone call with the rapper to speak with experts on vaccine safety. Yo, who do you believe? The Biden White House or uh, Nicki Minaj? I believe Nicki. I literally do not believe she would just go on and and lie about this. I don't. She could be wrong, I suppose. But let's go through some of this stuff because you got to see the lies and you got to see how insane this this stuff is. And also give a shout out to Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer went on Tucker Carlson the other night talking about how he's not going to stand for uh, venues mandating vaccines on people. And so he canceled these shows. He said he had fans calling, you know, hitting him up, being like, yo, I really want to come to your show, but they're saying I have to get vaccinated. And he was like, I won't do it then. I'll do a show somewhere else. I respect that. You know, and, and we talked about this last night with Jack Murphy quite a bit. I think the vaccines are safe. Um, I, I think there are, there are adverse reactions. Those are listed on the CDC and the FDA website. I'm sure, uh, you know, there, there, are, there is always risks with any medication. I mean, even, even you know, taking too much ibuprofen can screw up your stomach and stuff like that. But I don't think it's an issue of, of politicians mandating it. I think it's an issue of you coming to your doctor and talking about your life and your, your issues. And when we do these blanket mandates, we end up discriminating against people. And I'm not okay with that. I do not think that a society seeking to be a, a, a great American melting pot and this multicultural, beautiful place. And I mean that in the sense that people come here and bring their, 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 their beliefs and their food, but still adhere to the U.S. Constitution and our laws. I don't believe that we can then be like, oh, but also we're homogenizing your medical care. There was this big thing that happened where apparently, uh, so for, for Jewish people on uh, Shabbat, Sabbath, they aren't allowed to operate machinery or push buttons or anything like that. And there was this thing that went out where I can't remember where it was. It was a letter saying, yeah, well, we know you've got religious practices, but you must violate them now for proper COVID reporting. And they had to issue an apology. I'm like, dude, I'm not okay with that. If a religious group says from sundown on Friday to, you know, a sundown on Saturday, we do not engage in certain practices. That is a religious belief intrinsic to them. And you know, what's interesting about that is like, the people who would def- deny someone's right to religious practices, they really don't have any philosophical understanding, like any, 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 uh, the- like they, they don't get it. They just do not understand. They, these, these are, it is, it is the utmost arrogance to do that. And that's why 
Well, let, 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 let me read some of these tweets and get back on track with Nicki Minaj, because I want to give a mad shout out. One of the most important tweets we've seen. Nicki Minaj tweeted out Tucker Carlson with the little bullseye emoji. And, and Hassan the Sun said, you know, he's a white nationalist, right? Tucker Carlson's not a white nationalist. Sorry. Nikki says, right, I can't speak to, agree with, even look at someone from a particular political party. People aren't human anymore. If you're black and a Democrat tells you to shove marbles up your ass, you simply have to. If another party tells you to look out for that bus, stand there and get hit. Woo! <laughs> I'm a big Nikki Minaj. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put on her music after this. Now, I don't know if I would like her music, but I can certainly respect uh, um, her standing up for herself and saying no. To be fair, I will I will mention, you know, when you got FU money, it's a lot easier to do. Hassan responded with Tucker Carlson is not only vaccinated, but doesn't like black and brown immigrants coming into the country. This isn't about parties. There are plenty of racist Democrats, too. Hassan is um, I think he's a hard worker. I think, you know, he's very, very prominent, but I also think he's an authoritarian and I also think he's a moral authority. He's, 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 a, he's a political and moral authoritarian, is the way I'd put it, like cheering for rule by executive decree. Sorry, I'm, I'm not for that. I have a problem. You know, it, the president can't just declare war. OK, Congress has to do it. Yet what have we seen over the past several presidential administrations? They just do it. They just make up a reason. Go do it. Yeah, I'm not OK with that. I'm not okay with Joe Biden trying to bypass uh, uh, the legislative branch. We talked about this yesterday too in, in great detail, but you know it, it bears repeating. We are not a, we're not a republic anymore. You think I'm joking? We are not a republic anymore. I don't know what kind of government we have, but let me explain with this vax mandate stuff that you know Nikki's speaking out against. Here's the way the country's supposed to work. I live in an area. There's about 750,000 people in this district. It's massive. I mean, it used to be 35,000, but sure. That's what, when the country started, the district was like 35,000 people. Uh, we, we get, someone from the area says, I would like to represent all of you to the federal government. We hear their ideas. I say, this guy, you know, he, he gets me better than, that, than this person. I'll vote for this person. We send them to the federal government. While they're there in D.C., they will draft a bill saying, I don't think people should be allowed to juggle bananas, you know, near a volcano. Submit. It goes to a committee that uh, in Congress where they specifically handle these things. Then they vote on it. Then if it passes, it goes to a floor vote. If it passes, then it goes to the Senate. If it passes, it goes to the president. The president can sign off on it. And boom, no more juggling bananas near volcanoes or whatever the law is. You know, I'm just being silly. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today. And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 
877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Now, the president can veto. It can fail in the Senate, get pushed back and get revised. It is rather difficult to get legislation through in, in, in many instances. Right now, we're, we're kind of stuck because the country's divided. And this is the way it's supposed to be. When the House is split, but still a Democrat majority, they can send it up. When the Senate is split and you get like Joe Manchin or um, Kirsten Sinema, and they're like, I don't like this. It's too left or whatever. Then it holds things up and those bills don't get jammed through. The president can then veto. Get it out of there. Here's where we are now. The way our country works today, it is not a republic. It is an executor. It is a sovereign who decrees something must be done. And the people are allowed only, if negatively impacted, to petition the court to remove this law from the books. The court can deny you. That's how it works. So Joe Biden says, I hereby decree if your company has at least 100 people, you must mandate vaccines or weekly testing. Well, that sounds an awful lot like legislation, but he just did it. And now you have to abide by it. Otherwise, they will take action against you. And if your company or you as an individual are negatively impacted, you can then file a lawsuit if you can afford it. And if you can afford it, it'll go to a federal court who may strike it down. And then you appeal. And it may then go to a superior court who strikes it down. And maybe if you're lucky, the Supreme Court will decide to hear your case. And the Supreme Court may say, nay, we reject your claim. Bye. And there you have it. Rule by decree. That's how everything has been, been done in this country over the past two years, basically. Amy Tarkanian says, pardon some of the coarse language in this, but Nicki Minaj went on Instagram live last night to her 157 million, 157 million followers and gave a powerful speech about how America's cancel culture is turning us into a country like China. I love seeing people waking up and standing up. Bravo, Nicki, man. No, no joke. No joke. I'm, we are lucky to have people like Nicki Minaj. And you might criticize her. I've seen people say things like she's a degenerate and all that stuff. And I'm like, yo, there are a lot of like uh, moral traditionalists who don't like what she represents in terms of her culture. It ain't me. Uh, I, I, I got no problem with people, you know, doing their thing. I do think there are issues with behavioral sync and bad influences on kids and all that stuff. But I think that comes down to the parents. If you're a parent, you don't want your people watching or listening to Nicki Minaj. Well, you're the parent. Do something about it. Don't complain to the government and have the government take away what other people like. So I'm stoked. Somebody tweeted at Nikki. She, they deleted their tweet, but she said this. Concerned about people becoming brain dead. Y'all have become so scary to witness. Questioning people becoming, quote, mad at people who are asking questions about something they are putting inside their effing body. Do you not hear how effing dumb that sounds? I see why it was so easy for Jim Jones. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I would, I would like to... Uh, 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 buy Miss Minaj a beer for that one. Amazing. Jim Jones was a guy who made everybody drink the Kool-Aid, remember? And they just said, whatever. Now, to be fair, no one suspects the Kool-Aid's poisoned. But if you got to go to a doctor and they're going to give you something in your body to change your body, that is your decision. My body, my choice. Hey, guess what? I'm pro-choice as well. Mostly for this reason. I abhor abortion. 
in, in almost every circumstance. I see countries like Iceland, you know, they, they just basically want to eliminate people with Down syndrome. I think people with Down syndrome are valuable human beings. And uh, I don't like it. But I just cannot have a bureaucrat or an activist or a politician get in between me and my doctor. I just I just can't do it. And I understand people say things like, you know, there's two there's two people involved in the equation with that stuff. And I'm like, I hear you. I do. I just I I hard moral questions, man. Get away from me. I know my body. You don't. I've got issues I got to deal with. And I'll say this, people who abuse the system and use abortion as contraception, I think is wrong. I think it's absolutely wrong. But I just don't like the idea of someone having to go to a panel or submit a form or have a government actor. I'm just like, nah, that is, I just not there for it. However you deal with that, I'm not going to pretend to be a, a, a moral, uh, 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 the arbiter of morality. I just don't know. In this regard, though, I will say this. The same roadblocks I have for saying government should intervene in, in medical stuff is the exact same stuff I have with, uh, with vaccine mandates. Here's where it gets funny. On CNN, they said that Nicki Minaj cited swollen testicles as a reason why she wouldn't get vaccinated. She never did. She said, I never cited that as a reason I didn't get vaccinated. This lie is so funny, entertaining, though. I'd say something mean to this lady, but I really like Colbert. Super balls. Now I'll tell you what I'll throw back to uh, Nicki Minaj. She supports these people. You got to call them out. You've got you, 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 you got to call them out and say, you know, they're 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 lying. And she's been doing that. But you see what happens is when people see this segment from from Stephen Colbert, they're going to believe it's true. See, what happens is Colbert will fall back on. It was a joke. You're not supposed to take it seriously. But the basis of the joke is presumed to be true. And then there's the joke. So in this instance, they come out and say, she said swollen balls as why she won't get vaccinated. And they show CNN saying it, which people assume is a real serious clip and true. And they're laughing. And then they play this fake music video of Nicki Minaj saying, you know, giant oranges or whatever in your pants. And people are going to be like, yeah, it was true. It's not true. It was not true. She didn't say that. So here we go. Late night takes lots of jabs at Nicki Minaj. The rapper's tweets about her cousin's friend, who she said had swollen balls after taking the vaccine, instead of a flood of commentary. Sure. We got this one now. Tori Cooper is an anchor reporter. So she, uh, I don't know where she works. She says, Nicki Minaj told the truth to me. Fauci lied to me. Protesters are approaching cars, leaving the CDC governor Atlanta, claiming the CDC is lying about the vaccine and Nicki Minaj is telling the truth. More on COVID-19 misinformation and locals protesting this vaccine at CBS 46. So, OK, she's a CBS reporter. These protesters are come, coming out and saying Fauci lied. And I'll tell you something. Th these are these are black people doing this. The idea that it's a far right white supremacist thing. You see what Hassan tries saying? Well, Tucker Carlson's a white supremacist. What does that have to do with anything? And she called him out saying, y'all trying to change the conversation to be about racism when it's about whether or not you should be forced to put something in your body. There's also a video, apparently, right wing and uh, Black Lives Matter, along with some right wing groups like Trump supporters were marching against the vaccine mandates. That's unity, man. So I'll take it. Let me give one, one another shout out to, to Nicki Minaj. She in, in July 9th, 2019, it was reported that she canceled the performance in Saudi Arabia, and it was because they don't have uh, her support for the rights of women, the LGBTQ community and freedom of expression. Yo, legit. Straight up, legit. Nicki Minaj said, I'm not going to perform in this country that's abusive and violates people's rights. And I'm like, here, here. 
Now she's out here saying, I still believe people should be challenging this stuff and speaking up. We're lucky to have a celebrity like Nicki Minaj, because how many celebrities just say whatever they're told? Too many of them. And it's sad to hear when she says 80% of these people believe the same thing she does. They're, they're just scared. I'll tell you this. A lot of celebrities follow me. A lot of famous people hit me up all the time. And you know what? It really, really, I'll say this. It offends me when uh, I'm not trying to be mean, but yo, I'm going to say it. When you guys message me and you're like, Tim, you're spot on, man. And we got, you know, and then I'm like, when, when are you putting out your PSA? Oh, I, I couldn't do that. Bro, you've got more followers than me. How are you going to come to me, some, some dude talking into a camera on the internet, when you've got this massive platform with hundreds of millions of fans, and you can't come out and say, I will not comply? Is the money more important? This is what I don't get. I don't understand how you can have fame and money and sit there and be like, but I want more. I don't want to lose it. That, that is crazy to me. This is what I said the other day. You know, I was talking to Jack Murphy. He was talking about the, the, the predicament of his son wanting to play baseball. And, you know, his son, they're saying he's got to get vaccinated and he doesn't know what to do. And, and the issue is that the vaccine isn't, um, it, it, he thinks, you know, it's, it's going to be, his, his son will be fine. He's not concerned about his son's health after getting the vaccine. He's concerned about the executive mandates and the force and the coercion. My, my argument was take your son out of baseball. He's 14. You're the parent. And, you know, his thing was, I don't want to take that away from my kid, and, and, and it's tough. And the, the challenge we face is that there's a lot of people who are, they're stuck in that position where it's like, do you just give in to this one thing, this one thing? You know, we were talking about this, and my position is basically, there are celebrities out there who have more money than they, they, they can possibly do anything with. You know, when you, when, when, when you get to a certain level of having money, there, my, I have one friend who told me that he went through an existential crisis because you don't have to work anymore. Once you get to that point, you can eat whatever you want whenever you want. And now it really becomes about willpower. Don't gorge yourself and gain 500 pounds and maintain the passion. A lot of people, he said, sink in, like in the tech industry. He was in, he was in San Francisco. He was like, a lot of people become depressed because now they don't work anymore and they sit around bored and confused and eating bad food. And you got to have that, that willpower to keep that passion going. So when I see these celebrities and they're, they're unwilling to challenge the system, I just don't get it. So anyway, but the point about Jack was my position was this, you know, people said, Tim, you, you claim to stand up on principles, but you won't get off YouTube because, you know, while they censor people and I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this platform on, on social media to promote timcast.com and tell people to come to my platform where I can say whatever I want. But I will tell you this. If Google emailed me right now and said, you must submit proof of vaccination and your ID, or you will be barred from using this platform ever again, I would be off YouTube like that. If a Google rep called me and said, submit your proof of vaccination, or you will be banned, I would say then ban me. Because that's none of your business. I would sink all of this. And I would gladly go live down by the river in a van. But the reality is this, my friends. Timcast.com is a much bigger portion of, of, of my business than YouTube ever was. And I wish I'd started it sooner. And I cut half my content off. You remember I used to do six, I used to do five segments on this channel down to two. 
because I don't want to keep producing on, on YouTube. I want to put stuff up on TimCast.com and build a platform where we're safe to, to speak out and speak about the ideas we want and create a space for others to do so as well and to do legit journalism. And we got two nonprofits in the works. Paperwork's already filed. We are working hard behind the scenes because I'm not going to sit back and let this stuff sink. But I'll tell you this. I would give up every red penny if they came down and tried to force me to do this stuff. Would never happen. To be honest, with TimCast.com, I don't care. You know, they could take away YouTube and I would just focus on the website. And no matter what happens, I think I'll be fine. And if they took my bank away, if the, if the domain registrar suspended me and if the servers shut me down and everything I had, every presence I had was ripped from me, you know what I would do? I'd go skate. I'd go to a park. I'd sit back. I'd read a book. And I'd be like, you know, I, 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 I did what I could. Probably, uh, uh, you know, just do some organizing and some consulting to help other people with the knowledge that I know and help them succeed. But for the most part, I'm not going to cry about it. I would accept it. I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. Nicki Minaj is clearly willing to do the same thing. How many people were unwilling to speak out? Nicki Minaj is putting her career, her name, her fame all on the line to say, F you, I won't do what you tell me. F you, I won't do what you tell me. Remember that line from Rage on behalf of the machine whose new line is F you, you better do what they tell you. Talk about losers. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Florida landlord requiring proof of vaccinations from tenants. He said, if you don't want to get the vaccine, then you have to move. You're not even allowed to live anywhere. And with these big investment firms buying up houses, the economy literally crumbling before our eyes and the fact that you will own nothing and you will be happy. Says to me that the only outcome here is going to be some kind of civil war or complete dis uh, dissolution of, of the union. I, I don't, maybe that's a bit extreme to say based off this story. But where do we go from here? I mean, in Florida, so, you know, Ron DeSantis, is, he, he banned these vaccine mandates, but there's legal uh, challenges happening and some places are getting exemptions. I don't know if a Florida landlord has the right to bar people from living there, but uh, maybe. And this is where we'll go. The ideological division in this country will never be mended. It is not possible. We quite literally have a faction of people willing to do or say anything, no matter how stupid it is, no matter how stupid. Meanwhile, they're saying you're the dumb one. Let me just explain something to you. If you're a critical thinker, if you challenge preconceptions, if you question official narratives, you are probably less likely to be the dumb one. But uh, in, in, in all fairness, there are a lot of people who question literally everything or pretty dumb. But I'll put it this way. Blindly marching behind anything is stupid. And right now you have 80 plus million voters blindly marching behind a dude who couldn't even campaign properly because he kept put, calling lid Joe Biden, who's clearly not with it. Then you have, you do have your right wing zealots, your pro Trump, you know, conspiracy types and whatever other conspiracies they believe. Um, yeah, they exist, but they're not that many and they don't have any institutional power. So I'm not really concerned about them. 
I am concerned about lunatics who want government mandates, who are celebrating having the boot crush their necks. Now, it's funny. It's funny. You know, during the Black Lives Matter riots, when they were smashing up small businesses and then accusing me of accusing you of being authoritarian, I'm like, yo, you're attacking regular people. I'm not a fan of the police. I've told stories about the cops screwing with me all the time. Individual officers, different story. I think, you know, uh, legitimately a police force is a good thing with all of the problems that come with it. The net good at this point, the current iteration, not so much. But there's there's one you can be someone who says, hey, please don't smash the window of that small business. That's not licking the boot. That's saying stop setting fire to small businesses. What is the left doing? Well, setting fire to small businesses, defending massive multinational corporations, cheering for rule by decree and celebrating big pharma. These people are stupid. And, you know, I say that because I don't think there's a mending of the ideological divide. I just I don't think there's a point. You think that I'm going to say something and someone's going to watch this video? Look, anybody who's that dumb is not going to walk out and all of a sudden, you know, just have a flip of their opinion or whatever. Maybe over time, getting exposed to information that counters the narrative, fact checking and realizing what's true and what's false could change people's minds. But those people aren't the dumb ones I'm talking about. People who are misinformed are different from those who are just downright stupid. I don't know how you solve the problem, but I will say when you have people locked into the mainstream media and too stupid to look for any information or even fact check while going online and claiming they did research. Oh, geez. There's a viral meme going around where they're like, research is not reading articles on the Internet. Research is doing a peer reviewed study where you have control groups, double blind, No, no, it isn't. That's scientific research. It's academic research. Yes, I accept that. But the idea that you wouldn't read those papers online, that's what they're advocating for. Just blindly trust the people who claim to have done the research. I've not read their paper. I don't know what the paper says, but they actually did a scientific study. Yes. And if you do your own research, you might come to realize there's a lot of conflicting information out there and it's hard to know what's true and what isn't. Hey, but that's critical thinking. Check out this story. This, this to me is the story, is the, the end of days. A Florida landlord will require all new and existing tenants to show proof of vaccination to reside in his buildings. As of August 15th, Santiago Alvarez, who owns eight apartment buildings in Broward and Miami-Dade, will mandate that tenants prove they have received at least an initial COVID-19 vaccination before renewing their lease. You don't want to get vaccinated, you have to move, 80-year-old Alvarez told the Washington Post. And if you don't move, one must move forward with eviction. I don't know if that's going to be grounds for eviction, though. To be honest, he can try. Alvarez has said he would make exceptions for pe- uh, exceptions for people who choose not to get vaccinated for religious and medic- or medical reasons. I can respect that. He also said he would allow more time for long-term tenants to get their first dose of the vaccine, according to the Post. Now, there's a legitimate question here. This dude owns the property. It's his property. Like, shouldn't he be able to kick out whoever he wants? He's providing religious and medical exemptions. Perhaps uh, he has that right. Now, I'm not a fan of it, and perhaps it's a private property argument, but where do you think we go when massive multinational corporations and investment firms start doing the same thing? If this wins in the courts, if people try and challenge this and they lose, 
How long until your landlord comes to you and says, time to get the jab, son? The news comes from Florida after President Biden announced a new rule through the Department of Labor, Occupational Safety and Health Administration that would require businesses with 100 employees or more to require vaccines or frequent testing. At least one tenant, 28-year-old Jasmine Irby, has filed a complaint with the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Irby argued that she should be able to renew her lease without having to disclose my personal health information, the Post reported. Irby's attorney also wrote to Alvarez saying that his policy was in violation of Governor DeSantis's executive order prohibiting businesses from making policies that require vaccination as a condition of entering. However, the landlord believes his policy is not in violation of the governor's order, as that order is intended for customers or patrons, not for tenants. The law is very clear. He cannot require vaccine passports as a condition of entry. Each violation of the law will result in a $5,000 fine. DeSantis's press secretary, Christina Pushaw, said in an email to The Hill. Pushaw added that COVID-19 transmission still occur among vaccinated people. The idea of requiring vaccine passports is unscientific and will not achieve lower cases. Without mandates, cases are dropping rapidly in Florida on their own. According to weekly COVID-19 data from the Florida Department of Health, 69% of Floridians are vaccinated, and the state saw a 13.5% case positivity rate last week. The Hill has reached out to Alvarez's lawyer for comment. Now, I do want to mention something I find interesting. Ron DeSantis has issued an executive order. You cannot require vaccine mandates for your business. And I wonder, I wonder about Joe Biden's vaccine mandate requiring businesses mandate the vaccine. Some may argue, you know, look, both of these certainly should go through legislation, correct? Yeah, they probably they should. They should. But I will say this. And I'm saying this unprompted, not because anyone's, you know, criticized me, but I think this is something conservatives especially need to hear. If a private business wants to mandate vaccines, should they be allowed to do it? My opinion is no. You know why? Because I think it's discrimination on the basis of medical disability. This is a medical treatment some people can't get. The left tries to claim, well, everybody can get it. It's just not true. This is just not true. You know, so the, my live producer, Lydia, for Timcast IRL, was instructed by her doctor not to get the vaccine due to multiple sclerosis. Many people on Twitter said, I know people who have MS who got it. It's like, dude, that's their doctor. I'm not questioning their doctor. I don't know how severe their condition is. I don't know how old they are. Some people may be more immunocompromised than others. Man, a business saying that we want proof of your medical history is discriminatory because it forces people with disabilities to present their papers to an establishment. And if we're saying non-discrimination, they should not be allowed to do it. Thus, existing legislation prohibiting discrimination on the basis of medical disability or religion should be upheld. And that means you cannot require people to present information as to why their religion says such. If someone goes into a business and they say, you can't uh, wear that specific thing. And they say, it's my religious, you know, garment. The business should not be allowed to be like, prove your religion. No, no, no. Okay. People have very specific and very, you know, different religious beliefs. And they should be allowed to, to, to practice, especially something like medical issues, you know, their, their bodily autonomy. Now, as for Joe Biden to mandate people do, there's two things here. Biden is mandating that businesses take a specific action against their employees and face a fine. Now, I don't know if Ron DeSantis has issued a, a, a penalty for these violations, but I don't think he has to because it's already a violation to discriminate. 
So if he comes out and says, the law says you can't discriminate, therefore we are putting in place an executive order saying, in order to abide by existing law, you can't do this. That being said, I do think this should go through the courts and through legislation. We already have laws saying you can't discriminate. I believe at this point, what should happen is if a business chooses to you know, have the vaccine mandates, then you go to them and say, if you force me to present medical information about my disability that no one else has to present publicly, that's discrimination on the basis of a disability. They shouldn't be allowed to say, prove it. In which case, you should be allowed to go in and say, it's none of your business. I have a medical issue. Okay, welcome to the store, sir. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm not a fan of rule by decree, be it DeSantis or Biden, but I do think that there is a difference in this capacity. You're ready for the next big story, my friends. I hope you are ready for the wild ride we're about to go on. L.A. County to require proof of vaccination for indoor bars, nightclubs and breweries. Here it comes. The blue states will mandate. The red states will not. We're putting on an event. Tentative date is October 23rd. RSVP for tickets to the event will be open to all TimCast.com members who are at least $25 members or more. The event will be free. And for now, the plan is open bar. I don't know if we'll be able to pull off a free event with open bar, but uh, um, I'm hoping that'll be the case. It's, it, people, so it's going to be in West Virginia. And people who travel out here are going to have to cover the cost. So, you know, we don't want people to spend money to come. And it's a promotional thing. It's a marketing thing. So we're, we're not trying to make money off doing these events. We're trying to do these events to keep to build culture, to keep community going. And uh, the plan is for October 23rd. So the way we're going to do it is uh, members at TimCast.com who, who are giving at least 25 bucks because our membership tier thing is like you can give as much as you want. It's a pay what you will sort of with a minimum of 10 bucks. $25 members will get 24 hours advanced RSVP notice. We believe there should there's possibly going to be over 300 available slots. And you can people can still show up to the area anyway. Um, but the but the venue, I think, has between like 250 to 400. I'm not sure the actual capacity. And plus, I don't even know if we'll be able to fill it to the brim because we're going to need space for we're going to have comedians perform comedians, you know, and love. And we're going to have some music. So uh, after that 24-hour period, it will open up to all members to RSVP. Again, free tickets. And then um, if we don't, the, the next day, assuming we didn't sell out, I think we will completely sell out from all our $25 members. And I say sell out as in like fill up and, 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 and run out of tickets. They're going to be free. That's my plan. Um, then it'll open up to everyone else to, to submit for an RSVP. And then the idea is, uh, you know, those, if you get a ticket, you get a ticket. If you don't, you know, you can't get in. But uh, so, so ultimately, I'll put it this way. If you remember the event, it, you're not charged to come to the event. And that's kind of the idea. And then even if, you know, and then we want to make sure it's available to everyone else as well. So here, here's the point. We're putting on this event and we're doing it in West Virginia where there's no restrictions. You can show up. We encourage people to be safe, to wash your hands. Don't cough on people. If you're sick, please stay home. Things like that. But uh, we're going to follow the guidelines of the West Virginia uh, government, which is you come and you hang out. You don't got to worry about it. That's on you. Your health decisions are on you. 
Some people might not be happy with the event. And I will tell you this at the event, we will absolutely be taking COVID precautions. No joke. Hand sanitizer. If you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. No one is going to criticize you for doing so. And honestly, if uh, my personal opinion is, you know, maybe maybe some people should wear masks. That's about it. I'll be taking precautions, but it's it's an event that's open and free to you to choose what makes sense for you. And if you're upset and worried about getting sick, you should not come. Now, here's the difference. We can put on this event event in West Virginia without worrying about it because West Virginia says, do your thing. Texas, Florida, they say, do your thing. Los Angeles, California, New York, Chicago. Nope. So I got family in Illinois and my, I got people hit me up being like, it's miserable here. It's like a, it's, it's like be, it's, it's like you're, you're, you're suppressed. You're oppressed. And it's really funny hearing from my friends in Chicago where they're like, I can't go out to eat. I can't go to my, I can't go out and do much. Like you need to get vaccinated from a lot of places. It's crazy. And I'm like, out here, I just walk in with a smile on my face and order some wings. And the guy with the smile on his face hands me the wings. It's great. The funny thing is Florida and Texas went back to normal before West Virginia of all places. Because West Virginia still had a mask mandate until like June, I think. They don't have anything now. So we've got local venues. You walk in. Nobody says anything. And I'll be honest, it's West Virginia. Nobody said anything to begin with. There are a lot of people out here that are scared. You know, you, if I go over to like Charlestown, it's, it's, a, it's a city. It's not super big or anything, but you'll see a lot of people wearing masks. I don't care. I go to the farmer's market. Some people are wearing masks. Some people are not. They, they had a sign up during the mask mandate where it said, please wear a mask. And many people didn't. <laughs> Nobody did anything about it. There was a one lady who had two tables block. She had, she had, it was like three tables. It was like her table and then, and then two tables in front of her. And she had a big stick to push the, 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 the stuff to you when you wanted to buy it. And then you would put the money down and she would pull the money to her because she was worried about getting sick. And if you're an older person, doesn't want to get sick. I get it. If you're, if you're over the age of 60, I would, I would actually consider talking to a doctor about the vaccine, about wearing masks, because that's the big risk factor. But that's up to you. You don't got to listen. I'm 35. I'm a healthy 35 year old. I exercise every single day. And, you know, my, my, my view on my health and my safety is my own. But here's the point I'm getting to. How long until in the blue states, they say you can't live here. Like if you don't get vaccinated, you're not allowed to live in the building. In New York City, don't get the vaccine. You can't go to venues. How long until the states are so fractured that we just get balkanization? I mean, let's be real for right, you know, right now, so, so if you're not familiar with the idea of balkanization, it refers to, you know, the, 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 the balkanization, the region in Europe where they, you know, if, if the, the Balkan Wars, it breaks apart. I'm not a history buff on this stuff. But the general idea is that different groups segregate into different regions, break apart, and then do their own thing. And it leads to wars, things like that. We're already at a point where people are fleeing California. People are fleeing California to other places and turning it blue. It's hilarious. They're like, California sucks. I'm going to go to Colorado and vote for the same things. Same people. But a lot of people are conservative and they're going to Texas and they're going to Florida and they're going to West Virginia. So red states get redder and blue states get bluer. And how long until each state has this ridiculously unique culture war identity where people in West Virginia are going to be like, I'm not going to New York. I'll tell you this right now. I will never put on a venue in uh, put on an event in New York City. Not going to happen. Why? Because I think the vaccine mandates are wrong. So here we go. I'd like to remind all of you that uh, uh, Virginia, which is deep blue, was 
the, the, the like principal Confederate state where the capital of the Confederacy was. And West Virginia broke off and said, screw that. We're not down with it. Now, that's to be reasonable, like New York and, you know, is 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 full blue. And they were, of course, a, a northern state. They are a northern state. But I think it's really interesting to see what's going to happen with this, because you effectively have authoritarianism, the idea that the people should be subjugated and forced to undergo a medical treatment at the demand of the government without legislation, um, medication without representation, we'll call it that, uh, forced medication without representation. I say no to this. So what happens when people leave New York, people flee to New York, and they all celebrate it? How long until trade stops? I won't send money to New York. I won't put on events there. And if you live in New York and you want to come to the event, you got to come down to West Virginia. And maybe we'll do something in Texas or Florida. How long until the, 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 the divide is so intense that border checkpoints appear? We already saw some of that at the, outbreak of the, uh, at the start of the outbreak with COVID. You know, you, you saw uh, checkpoints between like New York and Connecticut because wealthy New Yorkers were fleeing the lockdowns. Many of them didn't even come back. L.A. County is massive. I think it's like 13 million people. You want, and it's the county, not a city. L.A., the city is small. You want to go to a bar, a nightclub, or a brewery? Better get vaccinated. So how many people there are now just going to leave? There's a viral video of this woman. She's like, I went to work. I guess it's like a college campus cafeteria. And, the, and her boss is like, Joe Biden made an announcement about getting vaccinated. And she says, I'm ready to leave. F Joe Biden. People are going to quit their jobs and they're going to move. And eventually in the blue states, they'll say, if you want to rent a place here, you got to be vaccinated. And people say, OK, I won't live there anymore. If these people in Florida are forced to move, where do they go? That's Florida. Florida is one of the states to find this. I think if they sue, they'll win. But the landlord might argue like, I, I, it's, my, it's private property. I don't got to sign a lease for you. And then what? These areas of Florida that do this will find people who are OK with it. It's really interesting. Florida, it may, may be open. But it is divided in a lot of ways. Now, I will say Miami-Dade, one of the districts there turning red is shocking. An urban district going red. I think Florida is probably redder than you realize right now because what I mean by that is Republican. Because a lot of these people who fled communism and socialism know exactly what's happening. And they're telling their kids and they're saying resist. Texas. Wow. Of all places. Federal jurisdiction in any state has mask mandates and all this stuff. So this is going to be really, really interesting. If Ron DeSantis says you cannot mandate vaccines, let me tell you, let me ask you a question, Ron. In West Virginia, there is this semi, this mostly abandoned town. Some people still live there. It's called, I think it's called Thurmond. And there is an Amtrak station. Well, the Amtrak station is, uh, it's, it's actually a museum and it's called a whistle stop. So we went there, we did a vlog on it. Whistle stop means that you can call in and request a pickup or a drop off but they won't stop there unless requested. So it's active, but you know, it's a tourist destination. Inside the station, it is federal jurisdiction where you're required to have a mask. If something like that exists in Florida, federal property that sells products and requires you to have proof of vaccination or a mask to get in, and Ron DeSantis has banned this, is Ron DeSantis going to go to the federal building and say, you are in our state and you cannot mandate this? The reason Washington, D.C. exists is so the federal government is not beholden to the laws of any state. 
that if D.C. existed within Maryland and Virginia, other states would say they are being unduly pressured by those states. Federal jurisdiction needs to be independent of the states. Smart. Well, what happens then if federal if there's federal uh, offices, which they're everywhere in Florida that sell things? So, So the station I mentioned, they sell souvenirs. I went and I bought stuff. I got a walking stick. I got little toy trains. It was fun. And you had to wear a mask. Is Ron DeSantis going to say you are operating a business in my state and my state does not allow this? I don't know. I don't know if you would do anything. I mean, we say that uh, the federal government typically supersedes the states, but we also say we've got the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. The states are our uh, rights cannot be stripped from them simply because the federal government decides to take an action. No, there has to be legislation. And if the federal government does not have a nationwide law mandating these things and simply a policy then I believe state law would supersede that. How long until Abbott or Ron DeSantis or Christy Nome tell the federal buildings in their states, you are not allowed to do this. And if you do, we will shut you down. And then do we get some kind of weird pseudo Fort Sumter? Sumter? I don't know. All I can tell you is that it's getting worse and people are getting crazy and it's going to get crazier. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.